to BiPlus, podcasting for the BiPlus universe. I'm your host, Elizabeth Meacham, and today we speak with Verity Ritchie, Lon Iden, and Ada Janosha of Brustvok Vatir, a grassroots queer feminist collective from Slovenia. Welcome, and could you tell us about your collective and how it all started? Um, hi, thank you so much for having us. Um, we started in 2014. Um, we were just a group of um, young queer people who um, kind of felt like um, we weren't really represented in the local activism at the time. We felt like we needed to create um, a space um, where we could feel safe, and um, we were most of us were bisexual and or trans um and we kind of also wanted to bring a more more of a feminist perspective to lgbt activism um and so that's how it all started and um our biggest program is bisexual program but we also have a really big trans program um and we do a lot of artistic stuff and culture and we focus on community building basically yeah i noticed you guys have a couple of zines and a book out uh, uh, you do a lot of things i'm just amazed looking at your website how many things you're involved in and how huge it is i mean i don't know if you feel like it's huge but it's pretty it seems pretty huge just from the website seeing all the things you do it's incredible yeah. thank you and it's um I mean, so much of what we do is community-based, but then it's creativity-based as well. So, like, it's, you know, it's a great excuse for everyone to come together to make a zine or to make a film. And that, like, that builds community at the same time as building something you can put out there to help other people find community and feel like they have access and maybe even educate themselves about something. Yeah. Yeah, I think art is a good, a really good way to reach people and speak to people um, and communicate LGBT ideas and values in a different way. And I, we also feel very strongly that it's important to create local culture and local art and local politics because um, I think LGBT um, activism can be so globalized and then you, that usually just means under the influence of what's happening in america but i think that can be also quite alienating to people because not everything can be applicable to your local community and local circumstance and um we also think it's really important for people to have information and art accessible in their own languages basically yeah and slovenia is a pretty small country so and the language is only really spoken in Slovenia so you you can't import resources the way that you can in other countries like for sure people in America and uh, the UK are listening to Australian podcasts you know about bisexuality but like if you're a Slovenian and you don't speak English you don't have access to or you don't speak German or Italian then all these other resources from other places you don't have access to so it's really important yeah. that we create stuff that isn't that is localized but also in a language that people don't have to like learn a whole new language to gain access to community 
definitely um, i think community building takes time we are the first organization in slovenia explicitly and specifically addressing bisexuality and um we've been running bi-weekly bi meetups for four years now mm. um and you like we have managed to really build a beautiful vibrant active community but it has been four years of work i think when we started doing transgender meetups which is it's a support group but also we do creative stuff as well like we do the zines and stuff um but the first like six months it was just three of us sitting in a room <laughs> like, yeah. like once every two yeah. weeks three people get together and that's it and that was like six months of that and then gradually a few more people came and then and then it picked up properly yeah um and now we have a lot of people coming a lot of new people coming all the time um but that's but yeah that's one thing one of the things about community building you have to be so patient they will come if you build it they will come <laughs> okay. but you have to be patient so what kind of events does your collective have also i have another question do you guys have a, a designated space like a like you know what you would see in an lgbt center somewhere or um or do you just do it at each other's house what do you guys do yeah, uh, we have our meetings and other creative stuff that we do events at uh, the other LGBT organization at Legibitra. And there we do most of our stuff. Yeah, they have a youth center space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't have our own offices because um, we like we have a big program, but bisexual activism and other things that we are working on, such as like queer women's issues, Mm -hmm. is extremely underfunded so we don't have our own space but there's a beautiful lgbt youth center in ljubljana mm -hmm. so we just use their spaces most of the time when we first started doing events we were um they were hosted in a local lgbt coffee shop um and all of the other lgbt organizations are really nice and we can use their spaces whenever we need to oh that's really cool yeah yeah mm -hmm. bye Buy plus things get zero funding. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we noticed. <laughs> yeah. Trans funding has gone way up, which is great. And buy plus stuff is still at goose eggs. Um, yeah, I think we are the only buy program in Europe that gets any grants at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. And oh, wow. that's why we can afford to do stuff like print zines and make films and okay. do a lot of creative stuff because we manage to get some funding. But we know that's a very unique. That is very unique. Definitely. Yeah. And it's a very small amount of money. And also a lot of the money we get isn't specifically for buy stuff. It's it's for Quartier and then we, yeah. we allocate it uh, yeah. to our programs. So mm -hmm. but yeah, getting buy funding specifically is extremely difficult. And I think the world just hasn't, it's strange because I think everyone understands that they don't want bisexuals in their spaces, right? I feel like, yeah. like often like gay spaces, they have an uns unspoken understanding that they really don't want bisexuals to come. And yet people haven't quite figured out that it's possible to make bi-specific spaces and yeah. we really should be doing it and we really do need yeah. it. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, I don't know, I, I'm very proud of the fact that we are so integrated into our local LGBT community because it's also making the community more bi-friendly um, and more bi-inclusive and just by consistently being there, we are a reminder 
you know, bisexuals are here. It's an important political topic. Mm -hmm. We're a very vulnerable group and we just cannot be left out and forgotten as much if we're just constantly there in everyone's faces all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I, when I first started, I guess, bi-activism, I started going to my local, my university's um, gay group, basically, and when, the first time I went, people were making biphobic jokes, and then people thought I just I was obnoxiously bisexual until it, it made people uncomfortable to make bisexual, like, biphobic jokes, and then they stopped. And then suddenly it became a thing where bi bisexuality was, I don't know, it was, you couldn't be as horrible as easily. And yeah. that helped. Yeah. Yeah. I know, hello baby! <laughs> yeah. The cat is a bisexual icon and a transgender icon. We put him onto badges. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cats are awesome. They just don't give a shit. It's awesome. <laughs> I often find, find that dogs and cats are comfortable with any pronouns. Yeah. Which I think is very progressive of them. <laughs> <laughs> very progressive. In the summer, you guys take a break from your regular programming um, and you do special kinds of projects. What kind of special projects do you do? Yeah, we kind of figured because a lot of people who come to our events are students um, and in the summer not everyone stays in the capital. Um, so we take a break from our regular meetups and we started doing summer projects so that those people who um, are still in the city and want to participate still get something amazing, but it's also um, like self-contained. Um, but it's usually also like we take like a few days and we have there the whole days uh like to do projects so even if people don't stay in the capital it's easier for them to come for one day than like every two weeks or something mm -hmm. and it's kind of, we kind of started with um the idea of making a bisexual video game in 2018 which we never finished because it was very ambitious but we, but we designed it. We designed this whole video game and we made up all these characters and we made up a story and there was just, it, that was the first time we'd done a project, like a, a summer project and mm -hmm. we'd taken a break from our usual musical programming. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was so much fun. And then, and then last year we decided to um, take it more seriously and get funding and make sure it happened. So we, we did a film project. Um, so we have funding for that. So we hired a local bisexual film director. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we like to, as much as we can, we like to um, basically use local bisexual talent. We look at the community and we have a lot of talented people who do a lot of, um, who work with a lot of different topics. So um, if we're doing workshops, um, we like to bring bisexuals to teach us things. Mm. Um, and we have a really cool Slovenian young film director. So we asked her to um, basically teach us how to make films. The premise was what happens if we teach a group of bisexuals how to make films and give them equipment and set them loose. Yeah. It, impressive results, by the way. I, I thought it was really cool. I didn't when I first watched them, I didn't realize that it was really like first time for most people yeah. doing a film that did the film. And 
I thought, well, you know, it's, it's clearly it's a, um, independent film at least, it, but I didn't realize how amateur it really was. It was super impressive for first time out. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Let's talk about the films. Now that we're on the films, who was leading the project? Who was the director? Um, and who was all involved and what was all involved with, with the films? Oh, well, um, so we had um, the person who ran the workshops. Um, Her name is Hannah Sempetere. Uh-huh, yeah. Was, uh, and she ran the workshops and then, and then she was just like, go for it. And, and, and we, we picked teams and we, we just, we broke up the jobs between us. We just, was, we were like, who wants to be a director? Who wants to be a writer? Um, so you, the, the other two here <laughs> ended up being the directors of the two films. Yeah. Um, and I wrote one of them, Happy Biden, which is the story of a bisexual coming out. Um, but it, I guess like the added layer is it's a trans person coming out as bisexual. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And it's kind of, I mean, for this one, it was like the whole concept really, I mean, like there was this added element of, of like the trans narrative as well, but really the point was just to be like, no one tells bisexual coming out stories. And we all have these wild bisexual coming out stories. Uh, not even necessarily that wild, but just different. They're different from gay coming out stories. Yeah. They don't quite work in the same way. And I don't think anyone tells those stories. So that was like the premise behind Happy Bite. Um, and then for the other film, which in English, <laughs> what did you call it in English? The mysterious visitation in Ljubljana or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really... was a team of writers for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting because both of the films, I think, went in two complete, completely different directions. Like, you guys' film yeah. is this, like, huge, grounded... Like, intimate, like, snapshot, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, like, yeah. Of, like, a moment... Realistic, like, definitely. You know, it was... Yeah. Like, yeah. And then the other, film. the other film is just 20 <laughs> minutes of bisexual insanity. <laughs> yeah. I like that. was it. hilarious. <laughs> I love the little bit. That one was just so funny. <laughs> you know what? Um, we should stop while we're ahead and actually give a description of both of them. I mean, we've started a little bit. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the Happy Bi Day first. And you've described mm -hmm. it some as a trans person coming out as bi. Um, any more to add to that, I guess? Yeah, it, it's tough with short films because there's only so much you can say before it just is spoilers for the whole film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's actually, it stars myself and Lan also, <laughs> we, we, we made it and we started it, which was an extra layer of difficulty that we didn't need to give ourselves. This is like, this is a practical difference between the films as well. Like with yeah. Happy Bi Day, there were about five people working behind the camera and in front of the camera. And it was all very stressful. Like we were, uh, everyone was doing everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then for... Um, for the aliens film, we always call it the aliens film. Um, there were like twenty-five people working on that film. It was yeah. wild, and it was you so, it was so like different. 20, Twenty people participating in the project, the film project, right, or a little more? Yeah, yeah. We it was over twenty people. We like it was really such a nice community bonding project because mm. we really brought everyone in. There were people who were 
starring in it, people who were extras, people who were recording, people who were just driving us around, people who made the cakes, people who yeah. helped with like clothing and stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's it was. Yeah, and we were trying to figure out where we can record it because we only had a little, bu like a limited budget, and most of it went to pay for the um, the director uh, fees for like doing the workshops and for equipment rental. So we had a little bit of budget left for props and stuff. For the cake, the cake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we couldn't afford to rent spaces. So yeah. we're just recording in spaces that were free and like people's apartments. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in nice apartment, day. by the way. That's a really nice apartment. I didn't live in an apartment that nice when I was that age. I was like, we, used, wow. so say we used two different apartments. And yeah. like <laughs> the beginning, the, ma the main character, Michelle's bedroom is my bedroom, but also his friend's living room is also my bedroom. From a different but it's angle, just the yes. opposite from the shop <laughs> from the opposite side. Um, so it was, everything was really compact and squished. It was very difficult. Um, but um, yeah, we completely ignored your question about summarizing the film. So I'm going to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, no um, uh, one thing, talk a little bit about that first film. Um, the so, I, I really thought what you nailed on the head was um, the infighting with LGBTQI plus people, you know, just, mm -hmm. we cannot seem to get it together sometimes. And then, but there's all this little bickering here and there, what's an acceptable word, what's not, you know, and, uh, and it, it just, I've gotten into those conversations before. And then I look at, wow, look how silly that is. You know, we could all just have all this in common. We can't, we just get along, but you know, and then how, um, the um, biphobia coming from other parts of the community too, that uh, that we don't talk about so much, or we talk about it, but the other parts of the community don't really. I think that's a really nice line in the film where Misha, the bisexual character, is really upset by the biphobia and by how his friend mm. like is treating bisexuals, and she says, "I don't." think about bisexuals I, yeah she's yeah. been she's biphobic all this time and then she's like i don't know i didn't think about bisexuals because i think that's genuinely for most people that's what it is they haven't really thought about it and they'll like they'll offhandedly be biphobic but they haven't stopped to really think about it and i, I think with a lot of these these politics of like lgbtqia plus p f and then like whether queer is a slur and all this stuff like yeah we kind of forget that we're just people and we're friends and it stops being about like the individuals and it starts being about the theory behind it all yeah. and that can create a huge rift between people who otherwise love each other or would love each other yeah 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 and that's a big part of what it's about yeah. if you just get past the po politics of things or the bigger movement of things sometimes you have to remember that any movement involves individuals you know yeah you get it yeah, I, I think why that film works, and I, I don't know, when I, because I didn't write that film, I was Best Buy, so I was just like <laughs> holding things and carrying things for that film, but I wasn't involved in the actual like content making of it, and I, I was so surprised that you guys made a film that includes all of this like silly community bickering and like, you know, infighting without it sounding like cheap 
propaganda yeah. it seems real and i think that's because it's not the film is not about that it's just yeah, the film about two friends yeah it's yeah. not about the discourse yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's that's the point right it's not about the bigger things it's it's about people you know yeah. Yeah. And, and you guys really did a great job on that that's what made me feel like it was more um professional almost than you know somebody learning to do film for the first time it was just these things were and and the what the acting was pretty good in it too i mean it was all just pretty great I, <laughs> come off as campy and cheesy or you know um as as sometimes first time out does but i've always been impressed with people who could do film so um but this was really really just well done and i was excited to to see that when it came out on facebook like ooh films um and then i was just very uh pleased by it so well, thank you. And the fangirling, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please, fangirl some more. You're welcome to fangirl. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the second one. Um, the Mysterious Visitation of Luviana. Is that how you yeah. say Luviana? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the second film is... It's sci-fi, um, but... Yeah, it's a, it's a weird film. I don't even know where to start with that one. It's basically the the concept is aliens land in Ljubljana and um then a bunch of scientists and like journalists get really invested into proving whether aliens exist or not. Yeah. And that's the joke of it. Yeah. Is that how people treat bisexuality? Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah and that the, there's also some like bi romantic subplots but it's also polyamory yeah, yeah like intergalactic polyamory i think you hit every little box honestly it was just like wow <laughs> <laughs> but that film is a lot more campy and silly and yeah. it was it's so a sci-fi film with zero budget <laughs> i loved it i was just laughing the whole way through the the drawing of the alien. Oh, I think that's his little toes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, that was at one point when, because the aliens are represented by smoke, and at one point we actually had someone hiding behind a tree smoking a cigarette, blowing smoke. It was, oh, it yeah. Was I was like, wondering if he did. Oh, yeah. It was a little. Yeah. Yeah. That's how high on budget it was. <laughs> Dry ice works great, by the way. Oh, yeah, we, that. <laughs> yeah. we just gave someone lung cancer. What was the deal with that the cop cigarette? That was the weirdest cigarette I think I've ever seen in my life. I thought he had a twig in his mouth. Is it like that's the most handling job? I mean, <laughs> it's just that was the master's dream. Yeah. yeah. That, the performance. Also, we were recording that in pouring rain. Yeah. Oh, that's why poor guy had a soggy cigarette. Yeah, that was like the one day where we were able to record the outside scenes, and it was pouring, and the whole team was like muddy and cold and wet, and we were trying to protect the equipment and to get the shots, 
um, before it gets dark. And but we all had to change our oh, I mean, oh, yeah. but like people we were having to change our like, and then the someone was like, I don't have a bra, do you have a bra? And then <laughs> someone else took off their bra and gave it to someone, and we're just in a park. Yeah. Yeah, and there was some because it was a Friday night as well, and there were some teenagers getting drunk nearby. But they were the most polite drunk teenagers I've ever met. They came yeah. to offer us alcohol. Yeah. And we were like, no, thank you, drunk teenagers. <laughs> nice. yeah, and they said that if we need to them to be quiet, we just tell them, and they will shut up. <laughs> yeah. Some kids are nice. Some aren't. But sounds like. <laughs> Speaking of drunk, that drunk see, scene was outrageous with the filmmaker. That was hilarious. I don't know whose genius idea that was, but that was really great. Everything about this film was just great. Yeah, I, I, I really liked that part of the film as well. And the actress had such a hard job to do. And, and it was the, her first time acting. It was her first time acting, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and some of the scenes that we were shooting, like where she's drunk, but the uh, evening's getting, um, like it's getting late and she gets very like emotional and is starting to give up on everything because everything is going wrong. And it's such an emotional scene where she's lying on the couch and she's getting teary eyed and it looks so intimate and mm -hmm. moving on the film but in reality there were like five people all over her someone was yeah. under her with a mic there was, <laughs> was a person like leaning over her with a camera someone was holding the camera person so that yeah. they didn't fall over and it was yeah it looks it, it, it's very interesting to mm -hmm. me how intimate it looks but in reality yeah. she was like surrounded by five people climbing over her yeah and there was like 10 people watching or something yeah there was oh all... my gosh that's impressive that she could hold it together with all those people yeah. on top of her like that that's <laughs> someone brought the first time acting too yeah well. someone brought the younger brother yeah. who was like he was very young he was like eight or something right or like yeah. 10 and then he went home and tried to recreate the film himself, and yeah. then, and then his sister filmed it and sent it to the rest of us. But he was he was the drunk scene, right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah. It's very cute. I watched the blooper reels for that too. It, well, I guess it's all on the same blooper reel. But uh, oh, Verity, when you what are they even speaking? <laughs> that that one you should have kept that in. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're always doing that to people. What are you? What are you even speaking? Is that Russian? What is that? you know yeah i i couldn't you know that that line just got cut because i don't know it was distracting from what was happening in the film but it was that was improv like we had there, there was a decent amount of improv that made mm -hmm. it into the film mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah yeah and we got to try out a lot of different techniques especially with this film um like we used green screen and we do have some special effects and um I think that was also really cool for everyone involved, even for just the extras who came in and got to do a green screen um, recording, because I don't know, that was, I think we all learned a lot and um, it was, I don't know, I, I feel like I understand storytelling and filmmaking mm -hmm. so much better now. Yeah, and we were all so enthusiastic about the project. Like, I remember the day we were shooting in the rain, nobody cared it was raining because we were also, we are going to make the best films yeah. ever. And we were out there and it yeah. got dark yeah. yeah. It really came across that you guys were having a, a fun time. It looked like so much fun. Um, 
So it probably was work, but it really came across as just a bunch of really crazy bisexuals having fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think even if the films were terrible, it would have still been worth it. Cause yeah, it was we had a really great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, I hope you had a big party too, because you deserved it. It was just well done. We, we had a, um, we premiered, so we made the films in the summer and then we premiered them in the local gay club for um, International um, Week of Bisexuality, Bi Week. What, what's this called in English? Bi-Visibility Week. I guess. I mean, but technically, <laughs> it's like Bisexuality Day, right? Yeah, there's supposed to say celebrate. And it became visibility, I think, just because it sounds weird to say celebrate. For a day, it's like celebration day, by celebration day, but they kind of changed it over the years. But I kind of like the idea that it was a by celebration week, and we did that. And then we had, yes, yeah, so we had the premiere of the film. Yeah, and a lot of people came, it was yeah. very intimidating. Yeah, it was. a lot of laughs, so it was really satisfying as well. I think we did not anticipate so many people to come. It was back that we ran out of chairs. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was really good, but it also when I saw how many people were coming in i thought like oh my god we tricked everyone we just made these like ridiculous amateur films and now people came to see some real stuff um but i think they enjoyed it yeah it it, it was good stuff it, i would have gone but you're all the way <laughs> over there you're <laughs> <Very> expensive <laughs> so um Oh, any more you guys want to say about these films or any other projects you're doing? Um, well, um, maybe... We have a second issue of Bi-Thing coming out. Yeah. yeah, so we do these two art scenes that we started doing, I guess, a couple of years ago now. Um, we have an, a bisexual arts scene called Bi-Thing and a trans one called Trans-Thing. Um, and we, yeah, it's just uh, like writing, poetry, um, photography, um, yeah, they're just anything that um, either bisexuals for the bi theme and trans people for the trans theme um, will submit. And um, we have a second bi theme that is due very soon. Um, the deadline for the call for submissions is uh, two weeks away. <sighs> Hi! Uh, Hi, handsome! <laughs> come on, come over here. <laughs> He's so confused. This is why I don't use video. Hi, kitty cat. Hey. Hi, mm -hmm. kitty. She doesn't want to participate. She only wants to see him. <laughs> Beautiful kitty. Oh man. Anyway, uh, what do we have coming up? Uh, you know, each of you too. Um, let me ask this before we get too far down the road here. Um, what are you individually doing? Because I know somebody had a book come out. I'm not going to say who, which one. Um, but I have a feeling that, um, Juan, I have a, you're so quiet back there. I have a feeling you're into some stuff. <laughs> interesting. You're, you're interesting. Um, and and uh, Otto, I'm sure you are too. Let's uh, have things going on too. Uh, let's go individually because I, I really want to, I kind of want people to see that how cool you guys are. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so me and Ada are doing the Erasmus program, the strategic partnership 
about bi-activism in Europe, connecting all the bi-organizations in Europe. So, yeah, basically we're trying to bring together several different bi-organizations in Europe so that we can start kind of like an international conversation network, mm -hmm. exchange of good practices. So we're not just like sitting each and hour mm -hmm. in Poland doing our own little thing. And that was Lan's idea. And um, so we're trying to make this happen this autumn. Yeah. In Slovenia, just bring a bunch of European bisexuals here and um, talk about activism. Mm -hmm. Verity, what mm -hmm. have you got going on? You know, this and that. I <laughs> so I I have um a couple. I have things here and now. I do. Oh god, why am I so bad at talking about myself? In my mind, I don't exist. Only everyone else exists. Spoiler alert! You're um, the one with the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of have. Oh, well, I have two books. I have yes. a one called Hugged, which is a comic, and it's kind of a um like I call it a sketchbook diary and it's this and it's yeah it's about me it's overly intimate details about the life of a bisexual transsexual um <laughs> queer person who is looking for love but doesn't like to be touched <laughs> um yeah so there's that one and it's non-fiction um and then I have um a book of short stories called I'm sorry this isn't porn and other apologies um which is a pretty broad variety of short stories about bisexual and trans people. <laughs> like some of them some of them are like down to earth, you know, high fiction, highbrow fiction. And then some of them are about like alien time travel. <laughs> I don't know. Vampires. <laughs> you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Totally normal stuff. Yeah. There's like this huge talent show with the I want yeah, I want a lesbian talent show a few weeks ago with one of the stories. I, I just I read like I read as stand up one of the stories from I'm sorry this isn't porn. Um and I want a lesbian talent show, which I think is really you know <laughs> which is really, I I don't know. I was a little bit like how is a bi trans person gonna stand up in front of a bunch of like cis lesbians and get like a good response but like I got a good response because I won that. <laughs> I won the prize, which was some like candy. <laughs> but, like, I like the bi trans um, partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because we made these two films and they're technically bisexual films, but like they both star trans people. So, like, yeah. we want to, like, it, we, technically it was a bi program. And we can't really show it off as part of our trans program, even though like everyone from the trans program was involved in it. Yeah, um, I, yeah, like almost half of the crew was just trans people. Yeah, yeah. I, even when when it was raining and we were film, we were filming in park, I think we were counting how many are trans people and how many cis people, and I think the majority of us were trans. Yeah, you know everybody we'll call them the haters you know the haters want to split us up you know and there's so many people that are trans and bi or pan um yeah that it's I mean, ridiculous most, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. statistically I've, i read a statistic recently that most trans people are bi. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bi, yeah you know not what is it what do they say gen mono non-gender 
Multi-gender attracted. That's it. That's it. That's oh. the the <laughs> that's the way to avoid saying bisexual as much as possible. Multi-gender attracted. Yeah, I don't um, like that to say bisexual. Yeah. So our, our, our two communities have an enormous overlap, and um, and yeah, and so much of what Kapia does is quite trans stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we, it's, it's such a lovely community to have because it's not just the bi community and just the trans community. Like you kind of yeah. have this broader community revolving mm-hmm. around both bisexuality and trans. Mm-hmm. It's very safe and comfortable. And we're, we're a big community. And when we include each other, we just get bigger. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I think so much of the prejudice we face kind of comes from the same place of we're in between we Mm -hmm. cross and question these like neat little binary categories that people have um you know either about sexuality or about gender um so i think it's a it makes sense i think it's a natural alliance between definitely Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of where we all we we meet in that in between space you're right definitely and it's such a cool space. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a place of freedom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what is it? Verity, <laughs> I, I looked you up on um, Goodreads and you described yourself as a cat. What did you call yourself? Catastrophic? I don't know. <laughs> I hate, this is again, I hate talking about myself. So I don't know what I wrote on Goodreads, but I probably made it up. No. I, I call myself, uh, I, I found it on my phone, um, it says that I'm a bisexual das- disaster from the planet catastrophe. That's but, it. But like, That's what yeah. I like about these words like disaster and catastrophe and sort of identifying with them is that like again it's this freedom from like having to be a, like a whole person. I yeah. am a mess, like I'm a total mess of a person. I'm like, I'm, I'm not what my mum thought I was going to be when I grew up and you know and I kind of I I like terms like disaster bisexual because it's kind of like you know I'm just wild and it's out there yeah I don't follow the rules it's not on purpose either it's just (laughs) it's like you know when your house is a mess like I know my house is a mess but darn it I know where everything is and I work (laughs) better that way you know it's how I work and it's like sometimes that that what other people see as a disaster, as a ca- catastrophe, is like, it works for me, you know, and, yeah. and that, in, again, in that in-between space, it, it's not what other people would, would want or would see as functioning, but it, it functions, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it's embracing. But it, embracing, like, for me, I don't even function very well. Even like it's not like my dysfunction is functional. My dysfunction is highly dysfunctional. Yeah. But with the expectations to be functional, that's a lot of pressure. And I'd rather just identify <laughs> my gender identity. You know, when you fresh. get <laughs> you get to a certain point in your life and you realize, okay, I'm never gonna be this straight laced person with with everything in neat boxes like the world wants me to be i'm not going to be that organized i'm i'm who i am and just kind of embrace the mess within you know it's like yeah I can, i'm i'm cool with who i am so 
Yeah, I think it's also just acknowledging and embracing the fact that a lot of expectations that society puts on us are arbitrary. And... Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Before I get to the end here, uh, do you have anything else you guys want to discuss? Um, and uh, where can people find your work? And I'll put links up. If you guys send me links, I can put links up on, on, along with this post on our website. Um, but yeah, where else? Uh, Goodreads, obviously. Um, but where else can people find what you all do? Oh, you have to play with it. What, mine? No, no. YouTube. I know you're on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, just find me. <laughs> I'm sorry, this isn't porn. I feel like it's a memorable <laughs> title, right? It's titled it. Um, but for Quartier, um, you can find us at quartier.org. But like K V A R T I R. Quartier.org. You can find links to all of our stuff there. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're even on Tumblr. And we have a PayPal if you want to donate money. <laughs> oh, yes, please give us money. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you you can find our YouTube on our website as oh, well yeah. if you want to see the films. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'll post those links up and you have to see them. This is amazing stuff. I saw, really, I just followed the post you guys made on Facebook somewhere and it wasn't on your own page. Um, which you also have a Facebook and an Instagram, correct? Mm -hmm. Are you are you on Twitter? No. no. Okay. We're in Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of organization we are. <laughs> I know it's time to go, and you're hungry, and it's time for us to go, isn't it? Okay. He's yeah. having dinner in seven minutes. Uh, yeah. Yes, I I know that cry. It's universal for. <laughs> I make noise as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's go ahead and wind up then. Um, and you guys, nothing else we should know about? Or anything you want to touch on? You're all good? We have loads of stuff coming that we haven't announced. So, <laughs> you know, follow us on social media and see what comes up. Because yeah. we, there's a lot of, we're working on a lot of stuff that we have yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, and we have international bisexual and transgender projects coming out this mm -hmm. summer and autumn. So um, it's not just we're spreading out. We're not just doing local stuff. We will be doing like cool international stuff in the future. So I have no doubt. You guys <laughs> are so busy and so prolific and amazing people. Um, I've really enjoyed our interview. And that's all we have for today. Thanks to our guests, Verity Ritchie, Lon Aiden, and Ada Chernosha of Rustvokvatir. Remember, there's a whole BiPlus universe ready to embrace you. Reach out and find your community.